When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Friday, August 6th. I'm Rudy. Still backlash over Simone Biles. You skip out on one Olympics, you're a traitor. You skip out on one war, they call you a congressman. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. Yeah, what's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on A Long Walk to Cleveland. My name is Rudy Povich. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on Stitcher and every day, 9.45 a.m. You can go ahead and find it on Instagram. It's at Rudy underscore Povich when there's not any giant big major fuck-ups. There we go. Now we're all good. Sweet. You guys can hear me. Right on. All right, a couple of quick things before we uh, get into uh, talking about a little bit of a sensitive subject. Um... First off, you can find merch for this podcast and also on other, um, you know, endeavors. You can find that at rudypovich.com. It's just up right now. Just go ahead and order it. Everybody has this week, and I really do appreciate it. So thank you guys very much. Also, I got a show coming up on September 9th with the Twin Cities Film Fest. I will be in West End. I'll get you more details on that soon after I get them. But uh, we'll uh, we'll make sure we get you guys into the show. That'll be fun. They'll be playing a bunch of shorts that night, a bunch of comedic shorts, and then there'll be a few of us up doing stand-up. So, yeah, should be a good time. So, uh, this is going to be a little bit of a different edition of A Long Walk to Cleveland. Because usually on Fridays, we got a couple of, like, benchmarks, right? It's usually uh, one rant for the road. There's usually a street of the week. But uh, we're going to go ahead and can all that this week because I want to kind of talk about something, make a small little announcement. Uh, Before I do that, though, I want to tell this quick story. And that is uh, when my grandfather was uh, about the age of 19, World War II had broken out. And him and his brother, his brother was about a year and a half older than he was. And uh, the two of them decided to enlist into the army and they were shipped to different Uh, different bases, I guess you'd want to call it. Um, My grandfather, I believe, ended up in South Carolina. His brother, Mike, uh, was shipped off to Alaska. Now, mind you, there's no Facebook. There's no internet. Back then, to be able to get a letter to somebody, dude, it would be weeks, weeks, maybe even months before somebody would receive that letter. So these two go off to fight the war. They have not seen each other in about two and a half years. They're both doing a tour. They're both in Europe. And there was a couple of stations throughout Europe where... If you were an American and you had a night off of, you know, getting shot at it being 19 years old by other 19-year-olds, they'd say, uh, hey, why don't you come on over to France and uh, have a beer with us? There's bars. They're open. We'll take your money. Not a problem. You guys are protecting us. The least we can do is serve you a beverage. So my grandfather goes into a a bar one night, and uh, it's pretty packed. A lot of U.S. soldiers, a lot of uh, French ladies, and uh, he's drinking his his lager at the bar, and a guy keeps kind of like bumping into him. From behind. And he sort of turns around. He doesn't really see the guy. He's like, Jesus Christ. This guy, goddamn, move out of the way. And he bumps into him a couple more times. And my grandfather's got like a really good temperament. And at some point, he just turns around. And he's about to punch this guy in the mouth and just go, hey, you son of a bitch. Watch where you're going. And he looks. It's his brother, Mike. Crazy. Hadn't seen him in two and a half years. They embrace. Big celebration. And then uh, they would go on about, about nine months after that. They both 
were uh, discharged out of the service and uh, back to uh, back to the home where they went to go, you know, build a business together the way brothers and sisters sometimes will. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. So if you guys know the story of what had gone on with my family years ago, uh, you might know. And I've been telling this bit now for about a month. I've been trying to work it out so that when it's ready to be put up in front of like at a large audience, it's ready to go. And I'll just kind of go through the bit real quick. The bit kind of starts out like this. Uh, my dad left my sister and I when we were two and blah, blah, blah. We get into some details about it. Uh, and then I finally, when I'm 11, I meet my uh, I meet my dad's side of the family. I finally had a, a male cousin, this guy by the name of Lucas. And Lucas comes over one day and I'm like, uh, I'm like, hey, man, you want to play Power Rangers? And all Lucas said was, your dad had a baby before you were born and then he gave it up for adoption and then he ran out of the room. And then I was like, oh, man, you want to be the blue Power Ranger? Sad. <laughs> so fast forward to a couple of years after that, like... 20. I, uh, I sit down with my dad and I make a documentary about him. I didn't meet my dad until I was into my teenage years. And then uh, when I was in my thirties, made a documentary about him. It's called Dear Walt. His name is Walter Johnson. And, uh, in the documentary, we, t- we cover a lot of subjects, but one of which I ask him, I'm like, Hey man, so what's up, dude? I heard rumors that you had a baby, gave it up for adoption. And he's like, yeah, I didn't think I was going to be a good dad. I was like, well, you fucking nailed the fucking head on that one, my friend. (laughs) Steve says, that was a great documentary. Thank you very much, man. You can find that documentary, too. It's online. Uh, It's on uh, DearWaltMovie.com. It also played in a bunch of film fests, like none of the big ones that you ever heard of. Just film fests in, like, Ohio where they're already sad. So played there. Plus, with a name like Walter Johnson, you kind of already sound like a guy who'd probably be leaving his kids, right? So that documentary comes out and uh, it does okay. You know, gets a few views, makes the rounds. And about three years after the documentary comes out, I get a, uh, I get an email one day just out of nowhere. And it says, Hey man, uh, my name is Scott and I am the brother that your dad talks about in your documentary. And I was like, Holy shit. So three years after that doc comes out, uh, I finally meet my brother Scott for the first time. And it happened in downtown Minneapolis. We got together. We uh, we all um, went down to Hell's Kitchen. There's another video of that, too. I believe that's also on DearWaltMovie.com. Kind of a little companion piece, you know? And uh, we meet Scott for the first time, and it's just like tons of tears and hugs. And at some point, I remember saying, like, dude, I know you got to, like, make up for lost time of being a brother. So if you want to, you know, give me a wedgie right here, totally fine. <laughs> it's totally, man. Um But, uh, yeah, so we meet Scott and that was about three and a half years ago. And after Scott was, uh, after Scott had come around, I thought, well, maybe, maybe we should probably take one of these DNA tests, right? These DNA tests everybody's talking about. And, uh, so I get onto ancestry.com and I fire that thing up and I send it back and I'm like thinking, oh shit, dude, this is going to light up like a pinball machine. We're going to have brothers and sisters all over the goddamn place. And uh, all my results came back and there was nothing. I was like, wow, we're in the clear, man. I guess Walt could kind of contain himself throughout those years. But uh, yeah, I always thought, man, it was just me, my sister, Jen, my brother, Scott. And then lo and behold, one day, about uh, two and a half months ago, I'm sitting at home, get an email and the email says, hi, my name is Aubrey and I just took an Ancestry.com test. 
It says that you and I are cousins, and I was wondering if you might be able to help me because I'm looking for my dad. His name is Walter Johnson. And I was like, shit, no way. That's impossible. (laughs) God damn it. Are you kidding me? More brothers and sisters, Walt? Jesus. So, I didn't know. Now after this happens, like, my producer skills kind of, like, kick in. You know, producing radio and television, there's sort of this, like, unwritten rule that says, when you have a situation like this, just let the person know what they already know. You don't need to add in more details. You don't need to take away their details. All you need to say basically is, you know what? I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And when I get to the bottom of it, I'm going to go ahead and I will give you all the answers that you need. But until then, let them know what they know. So when Aubrey reached out to me and said, uh, hey, I'm your cousin, I kept it at that. Because I didn't need to be like, oh, you know what? Actually, you and I might be brother and sister, but I don't really know yet. And then you go out and you find that information and then you come back and it's erroneous. Then you feel terrible. And I didn't want to do that. So I kind of kept it from her for a little bit, which I feel bad about. But just because I kind of know those situations, man, where you get people's hopes up and then it turns out that whatever those things that you thought were true turn out to not be true, then you have to go back and take back that statement. And that is the hardest thing to do. And I didn't want to do that. So at some point, after I had a nice conversation with uh, Aubrey and I said, uh, I want to be you know, upfront with you and just tell you about your dad. And your dad is not in a good place. Your dad is an alcoholic and he's pretty much a burnout. Um, you know, he lives in this like terrible, shitty apartment Um, he's, uh, I think, I mean, you know, age wise, he's got to be 57 maybe. And he looks like he's in his eighties, you know, drinks all day, like hasn't had a job in years. I mean, at some point in his life, he owed the most child support in Minnesota. If you go back, it's in the documentary, but if you go back, the state of Minnesota was trying to shame deadbeat dads into paying their child support. And my dad, number one on the list, baby. That's right. We're number one. We're number one. We piss excellence. We are the Tom Brady's of child support. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we get to this point where I have to then go and tell uh, my sister, uh, my sister Jen, and my brother Scott. And I've already talked to Aubrey at this point. And I'm like, listen, um, I know you've been looking for your dad for for years now. I mean, um, Aubrey has just turned thirty. And I said, I know you're looking for your dad and I'm going to help you, but it's just going to take a little bit of time because your dad doesn't have a phone. He doesn't have communication. He just, he lives up there by up in Northern Minnesota by himself in this tiny little apartment. And, uh, you know, he's either at a bar or at his apartment sleeping off what he did at the bar last night. So give me a little bit of time. It's going to take a moment. Well, in the in-between, I sat down and I thought, well, I got to tell my sister, Jen, and my brother, Scott, about this. So uh, we had a nice Zoom meeting and I got a chance to uh, get the recording. So this is me telling my sister, Jennifer, and my brother, Scott, that we now have a, a new sister named Aubrey. I got a message on Ancestry.com the other day from a young Uh-oh. lady who lives in Denver, Colorado. Uh, she was born in 1991, the same time that our dad was leaving Denver. And she said, 
Ancestry.com says that I am your cousin. I'm looking for my dad, Walter Johnson. Do you know him? Oh, my goodness. We have a... S- yep. Uh, and you got a sister. I have a half-sister. What? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I tell them about it, and I said, here's where we're at right now. This is what she knows as far as when it comes to us being related to her. She knows that we are related, but doesn't really know in which way. And I don't know if I want to break it to her yet that we are brother and sister because I'm afraid that we have to go back just because, you know, there was relatives of Waltz that had gone out to Denver, Colorado and hung out there with him for a little while. And I just thought, man, I don't want to have to be the guy to turn around and just go, oh, by the way, that thing that we told you, totally wrong. Sorry about that. Anyways, good luck finding your uh, finding your dad. So... I thought we should maybe sit on it. But Jen and Scott uh, had said, you know, I think maybe we need to tell her. We need to tell her what's up. And uh, I said, you know what? Hey, majority rules here, man. I'm a, I'm a Democratic man. Majority rules. If you guys think that we should sit down and we should have a conversation with her and tell her about what is going on, then yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I think we should definitely sit down and, and chat with her. So at some point, uh, we got like all these uh, superpowers combined. But before that, I had an opportunity. I sat down with Aubrey in a Zoom meeting one afternoon and disclosed to her that, hey, by the way, not really your cousin, kind of more like your brother. Well, really nice to finally meet you. Oh, I know. Oh. <laughs> right on. So uh, so I got a little bit of information. Um, it's not really a lot to go on yet. Um, okay. But uh, um, so here's the deal. Uh, I didn't really know exactly how to be able to tell you this yet. Um, but after doing some research and kind of talking to Walt and, and whatnot, uh, I know that Ancestry says that you and I are cousins, mm-hmm. uh, but we're actually brother and sister. I, you know what? I thought we looked at a light. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I didn't want to say anything yet just because I didn't oh. know if it was true or not. So, but after talking to Walt and, Obviously, we still have to like go through, you know, the paternity test and all that, the DNA. But um, but yeah, I mean, just going off of what he said and knowing what we know and knowing what your mom has told you and your grandma. Um, yeah. So I talked. Oh, <laughs> so, I'm about to cry. <laughs> you should. Oh. You should. Because uh, here's a little bit of more information. Uh, so this is actually... The second time that my sister and I have gone through this because my brother Scott and I met uh, the three of us, um, Scott, myself and my sister, Jen, all met for the first time about three years ago. Wow. Yeah. So now you're the fourth in the mix. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So her and I have this really nice conversation and uh, we uh, we talk about, um, you know, hey, uh, if you want to meet your dad and you want to meet your uh, you want to meet your uh, your brother and sister, we can definitely set that up. Your dad might be a little bit of a tougher putt, only because I don't know how we would have him contact you to you know like he doesn't have internet, he doesn't have a phone, he has none of these things. So I don't know what 
what to do about that. I said, but if you want, let's uh, let's get you and me and Jen and our brother Scott in a Zoom call and you guys can meet for the first time. And uh, that actually happened a couple weeks ago. Aubrey, Hi. this is your brother, Scott. Hi. <laughs> That's cool. Nice to meet you. See what I was talking about, Scott? She's definitely got our cheeks, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Wow, what a journey. Jen should be logging. Oh, there's Jen right there. Okay, all right. Jen, you there? Hold on. Sorry, my cat was just vomiting. (laughs) That's always nice. He's on death's door, so... (laughs) All right, Jen, meet Aubrey. Aubrey, this is your sister Jennifer. Hi. Nice Hello, to meet you. You too. <laughs> Hi. Uh, it was like such a great meeting, man. It was so nice. And at some point, we kind of realized, like, you know, we didn't have a paternity test from Walt yet. And to be honest, I had gone and talked to Walt and I recorded it. I don't know if I want to share that video because it's it's really sad. It's too sad. And I don't want people to see that side of him, you know. Um, I think uh, I think I've exploited our story <laughs> quite a bit, and I don't want to go down that route with him this time because it is sad. And it's nine thirty in the morning, and he's on his third beer, and he's basically telling me, "Yeah, she's probably not my kid," you know. And I'm like, "Dude, what are you what are you talking?" I said, "At some point, did this woman, Aubrey's mom, come to you and say, hey, 'Hey, I'm pregnant. It's yours.'" And he's like, "Yeah." Yeah, that happened, but you know, there was a lot of lot going on those days. I'm like Jesus Christ, guy. It's uh it's sad. It was really sad. It was it was awful and I don't I, I guess I just I'll tell you that part of the story because I'm trying to be as open as I possibly can. And uh, I just I don't know, I just didn't want people to see that side of him. But uh but I said, "Dude, you got to do the right thing and you got to take a paternity test. You have to. You don't have a choice." I mean, what this girl is saying is coinciding with what you are telling me. So would you just do me a favor? And if it comes back, it's negative, then you were right. But if it comes back that that it was positive and that you are her dad, at least she's got a little bit of closure, right? And and he agreed to it. And we sent the paternity test in a couple of weeks ago with the help of Walt's cousin, Mary, Mary Alice, who I don't know if she's listening or if she's watching, but if she is, she's a godsend and she's the sweetest woman I've ever met. And, you know, really have to thank her for helping us with this entire story. And uh, the test came back about, uh, well, last Wednesday was when the test came back. And uh, it came back as positive. It came back that Walt is indeed Aubrey's dad. And she is indeed mine and Jen and and Scott's sister. So I called her. And, uh, well, actually, I had texted her right away. I said, hey, what's going on? And she said, not much. What's up? I said, uh, said, so your test came back, dot, dot, dot. And she said, oh, yeah, dot, dot, dot. And then I text, welcome to the family. And man, she called me right away and it was great. It was like such a really nice, like open conversation. And Aubrey is more than likely going to be coming here. She has uh, she's got two kids of her own back in Denver and she is uh, she'll be coming here at some point to meet me and Jen and Scott and maybe uh, take her up to northern Minnesota so she can go meet Walt which, uh, man, that's that's going to be a tough meeting, you know, because uh, I mean, I talked to him the other day and, you know, sometimes when people are in that predicament, man, they go in waves, they go in waves, 
you know, some days they're sober, some days they can't keep it together. And my dad has definitely been one who has been on the can't keep it together side more than anything else. And um, uh, so I don't know how that's going to go. I have a feeling that my dad will meet Aubrey for one time and one time only and maybe share a couple of text messages when she goes back to Denver. But that will mostly be it. That'll be the end of that. Like it's sad, but that is the thousand, that is the honest to God's truth. They will have a nice meeting. They'll get something to eat. He'll tell a couple of stories about being out in Denver, how they, he met her mom and then boom. And then that'll be that. I told Aubrey right away, listen, your dad is not going to be the end of the story because his MO is to come into people's lives and then leave right away. Uh, However, you got a really kick-ass side of the family coming to you. Like between me, my sister Jen, our brother Scott, you know, the relatives on that side, they are the best of people. And you just happen to be brought onto this planet by the one guy (laughs) who can't keep it together. And I'm sorry for that. But I'm glad that you're here and I'm glad that you're with us. And I pray to God that when you get here, we all, you know, we have that same feeling that we had with Scott, you know. When I met Scott for the first time, uh, I've, I really have talked about this a lot before. And I have, uh, when I hugged him, I mean, my brother Scott is a hulking man. He, where he gets this, like how I'm, obviously I come from like my mother's side of the family. Cause, uh, my uncle Terry, Walt's brother and my, uh, my brother Scott are massively big dudes. I mean, fuck it. You maybe throw an inch or two over this way. It'd be nice and not have to get a step stool to get the fucking salt out of the top shelf every once in a while. Okay. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to what's going to happen here in the next uh, couple of weeks. Hopefully Aubrey will be here before the end of, before the end of, uh, uh, the end of August. It sounds like she was going to try to make it. Um, and here's the other thing too, that, I think it's funny. And I've been trying to figure out how to write this into the bit that I was talking about earlier today that um, I'm sure you guys are picturing because you might know my brother, Scott, or my sister, Jan, or you know me, and you don't know Aubrey. And I bet you're probably like, oh my God, she must be white skinned with brown hair, just like you three. And that is not the case. Aubrey is black, which means I now have a black sister and I have a gay brother. So what I thought that meant was, hey, you can say whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) You're in the club. Turns out, no, you can't. That is not the case. (laughs) That is not the case. One thousand percent. I was like, man, it would be just so nice to like have a gay brother because then you could say like all sorts of like funny, inappropriate shit and people can't give you a hard time. because you got to. Nope. Try that. Doesn't work. Does not work. Not one bit. Nope. It'd be great to have a black sister. You could say a bunch of inappropriate shit. No one could get, no, the fuck no. You can't, you can't at all. Nope. In fact, it's even worse. It's way worse. You have to keep your fucking mouth shut about everything now. Cause now you're really going to look like an asshole. Although I did tell her, um, Hey, listen, you are about to go on the whitest excursions you've ever been on. Get ready for some ice fishing and for some hot dish. You better fucking get some Sorrells with some fur on the top. Cause I'm telling you, you're about to go do more white people shit than you have ever done in your life. And what's funny is somebody 
had told Aubrey, like a grandmother or something, like, they think your dad is Puerto Rican. So all these years, she's like hanging out with her friends and they're like, you know, going to clubs in their 20s and Aubrey's out there dancing and they're like, wow, she's a really good dancer. Like, yeah, it's the Puerto Rican. Little did they know that she had like mostly Finlander. She's mostly like the biggest, biggest Finlander on the planet. Tim says no free passes. I agree. I learned that lesson the hard way the other night. Yep, I totally did. Tried making some jokes about it and people were like, fuck, no, dude. No, you can't say whatever the fuck. No, you don't get that pass. You know where you get that pass? You get that pass in southern Minnesota at a VFW. Because other 40-year-old white people are like, fuck yeah, that's how it works. You talk to like 22-year-old woke kids, they're like, fuck no, you don't get to say shit, old man. Listen, Whitey, you keep your mouth shut. That's how that works. But uh, she's great, man. She's great. I do have a little bit of video. I'll post that later. You guys can uh, kind of take a look at me, Jen, and Scott having an opportunity to uh, to meet um, to meet Aubrey for the first time. And yeah, it was it was oh, it was just the best. And I just man, I was just so happy that uh, this is all starting to work out. Um, I was a little afraid when we put Walt's DNA into Ancestry because I'm like, oh shit. Where is this going to go now? Do we have like nine other siblings that we got to worry about? Uh, But it looks like for now, anyways, until somebody else decides to, you know, spit in a tube and send it in for $69.99. For now, it just happens to be the four of us. And that is kind of what I would like to keep it as. So, I mean, I know you guys have been like, you guys have been putting up all these comments on the thread here and i apologize i haven't gotten to any of them uh lindsey very cool story and what an emotional roller coaster thanks for sharing oh you're welcome thank you guys for listening really appreciate that owen oh shit you're gonna introduce her to derange yeah man i think so it'd be nice to bring her up there and like hey this is where we grew up and take her to like you know some of the cooler spots that are up in northern minnesota and maybe do a little thing on the north shore like you'll probably never get back to lake superior so fucking enjoy it right uh, Pat, I love this story and I love you guys. I love you too, man. Thank you very much. Really do appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Mira picked up on that. I imagine you, you picked up on the fact that my sister is black. Yeah. Uh, man, it was, it was cause I, I had not known. And then when we met for the first time, I was just like, I was like, well, this doesn't make, does this make sense? It's gotta make sense. And then she smiled and she's got a gap in her front teeth that my sister, Jen, same exact gap. I mean, to a T. I bet if we were to take a ruler, a micrometer, and I bet if we were to like measure the gap, it would be the exact same width. It's it's I, unbelievable. When you put a, if you look at some of the pictures from the Zoom call that we had for the first time, you look at my sister, Jen, and you look at, at uh, Aubrey and the two of them. I mean, if you squint in your eyes, it is the exact same person. So this is very cool. Uh, Lori, you can't choose your parents, but is she lucky to have a, uh, a great other or have other great family members? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Um, that's the part that sucks is because you probably in your mind, you were like, God, I can't wait. And I did tell her like, you know, I hope you weren't expecting much because most dads who leave aren't CEOs of fortune 500 companies. You know, they're not Richard Branson. They're not, you know, jettisoning across the planet and that shit just doesn't exist. They're usually alcoholics who run away from responsibility. Uh, Steve, the clothes you guys are providing and the new family you guys are able to give her. Yeah, man. I appreciate that, dude. Yeah, right on. Uh, Olina, I know the struggle. I have an alcoholic parent. It sucks. And I hope his addiction doesn't ruin your relationship with your new sibling. No, it can't, you know, because um, I look at how tight me, Scott and Jen were 
you know? And it's almost like, I mean, I know we got this common denominator of an alcoholic dad, but I don't know. We just kind of, all three of us just like, I fucking made my peace with it a long time ago. I'm good. It was tough, like, at a young age, especially when you're seeing all the other dads coaching Little League and, you know, doing all the fun shit and you didn't get any of that. That makes it difficult. But yeah, for the most part, man, like this has been, you know, um, cathartic. And my sister's actually on the live feed right now, too. I just noticed that. Hi, Jen. Uh, Max, uh, I got my dad back about five or six years ago with three siblings. It's crazy, right? Oh, man. Uh, Bethany, all the fields we found all, we think, my dad's siblings two years ago. Isn't that crazy? And it's weird that, you know, I was talking about this um, not that long ago about um, uh, about how, <sighs> I don't know, back in like the 50s and 60s and then into the 70s, it was just sort of commonplace for dads to just like pack up and roll, you know? Like that was their thing, man. Like they just did it and they just left and... You know, my dad decided to follow in that same path, but then you'd look at guys like me and Scott and, you know, like my buddy Hoovy, his dad was a piece of shit too and left. And Jeff is the best dad on the planet. I mean, Christ, he adopted a baby from a crackhead. <laughs> like, what more of a good guy could you possibly want? Uh, let's see. Uh, old boy, 416, kudos and huge support. Thank you, man. I really do appreciate you saying that. Uh, Steve, you're going to bring her up to the range? Do you have a training course to prepare her? Um, I think so. Denver's sort of like Northern Minnesota, you know, I think we'll be all right. Patty, love listening to your stories. Thanks for sharing. Thank you for listening. Uh, let's see. I don't know how you say this. Boo, booze, some dumb Brovorsky, some dumb Brovorsky. Okay. We'll go with that then. Why not? Uh, how does she feel about the podcast? Uh, everybody's cool about it. You know, um, if they weren't, and I've always prefaced this too, like, Hey, if we're going to talk about this stuff, dude, I'm, we're, I'm, I'm not going to have this crazy shit happen to me in my life and then not use it to uh, be able to like connect with people. That's what a waste. What an absolute waste. When you hear a story about somebody like uh, this person, I saw a story the other day and I did kind of like rip on it a little bit. I made a joke about how there was a woman who began smoking marijuana at eight, uh, began doing methamphetamines at like 10. Uh, started doing like crack cocaine at 12 and then like became a method at 14. And then at the age of 47 was an honors graduate and had gotten her life back together. And it just, I mean, it took like, you know, 30 some years for it to finally turn around. And I said, uh, and when I read that story, you know, the headline is blah, 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 you know, former crackhead is now a college graduate. I was like, I know where I'll be this weekend. So if you guys need me, I'll be at a graduation party. Kind of a whatever joke, you know, kind of a throwaway filler joke. But uh, you hear a story like that. If you were to just like walk into an Arby's and a gal is having a roast beef sandwich and you ask her a story and she tells you that, like, why the fuck are you not sharing this with people? People should hear these things. It makes us feel connected. It makes us feel like we're not alone. That's why we cr- we have so much empathy at movies. Because somebody who is going through something, when you see it turned around and it's brought back to your face, when you've gone through something like that, that's a connection. You can't find that anywhere else. And you have to have people on this planet that are willing to take these stories. And why do you think like Dateline and shit is so, you know, uh, so well received? It kind of goes back to like serial killer documentaries. Every time a person watches that, they think that could be me. That's why it connects so so well. 
especially with like middle-aged white women. <laughs> Maximilian, make your mess your message, dude. That's beautiful. That's, yes. Yep. That'll be it. I'm taking that one, man. I'm taking that. I love that. I, I, wow. That connects. That really connects. Make your mess your message. It's the same when I heard Louie Anderson say, you can work eight hours a day at a job that you hate, or you can work 20 hours a day for your freedom. That connects. I like that. Thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, let's see. Scooter met my dad for the first time 28 years ago. Man, dude. So you kind of do the math on that. Maybe like teens, you know? Oh, dude, it's hard. It's Isn't it? Fuck, it's so hard. Chuck, this is like an episode of Shameless. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? What's up, Bengali? How are you, bud? Um, yeah, so I really do appreciate you guys listening to the story and uh, really do appreciate it. And I hope that it connects. And I hope that if anybody else has gone through some of this stuff that you feel free to reach out. Um, you know, uh, it does feel weird, though. Like I've talked about this before, how like your pleasure circuits are sometimes burnt out when you get older. You know, when you're 26 and you buy your first house, like you're over the moon. And then you're 40 and you buy your third house and you're like, eh, whatever, dude. You know, <laughs> it's not a big deal. You know, when you get your first car, it's like, holy shit, I got a car. Then you're like 37 and you got to buy a vehicle because that last car took a shit. And you're like, God damn it, I got another car payment. Ugh, everything sucks. But it's moments like these, man, that you just like, you kind of take in and you go, dude, this is like the good stuff of life. You know, this is where all the, uh, the fun stuff happens. So uh, I really do uh, encourage you guys to... You know, um, be honest with yourselves about some of these stories because I think a lot of people try to hide it and it makes it difficult and it gives you crazy amounts of anxiety. Um, also, don't fucking put your kids through this shit either. You know, be cool with it. Uh, figure it out. You know, I know it sucks sometimes to like have to uh, be a parent, but in the long run, man, it, uh, you, hey, like I've said before, you fucking made that thing. You better go play with it. So, Really, I do appreciate it, and thank you guys so much. And please, if you want to hear this story again, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. And every day at 9.45 a.m., we go live on Instagram. It's just at Rudy underscore Povich. And once again, really do appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.